Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Redemption Thursday, and you. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. We'll solve for the future later this hour. Looking forward to that. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. If you're watching on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe, share. Get on in here. Let's go. Enjoy this. Get here. Get over here to War Chant for a buck. It's a dollar. Goodness gracious. And that deal ends, is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. If it's not, it's Saturday. One of the two. Coming to a close, guys. The dream is nearly no more. We have been able to survive on the joy that is parting with $1 for a year subscription to Warchant.com for uh, months and months now. I mean, it's been going on for some time. It's a wonderful thing, and it is going the way of the dodo. That is it. Think about all that gets you, too, because it includes next spring's quarterback battle. Who knows who's going to be here? Is the NIL fund enough to retain the services of one Jordan Travis or it not? It all depends on what he finds out about his draft status to answer that question that you're putting out there rhetorically. But I, 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 it is sort of a fun thing to talk about. Well, and also, what transfers do we get in here? Because we are a transfer hotbed, sir. By now, if you're a transfer, you say, look at all these things that Florida State can do for me. Mm, including upping my draft stock. Right. Signing day, of course, is in there. But then also, next fall's camp. Join now. You get the whole fall camp coverage. Head of playing Brian Kelly again for like the 10th year in a row. Rick says, Peyton has some bend to him. Kid might have a breakout game. He's been getting better and better. Rick, you are all over it, sir. That is correct. He does have some bend to him. He's a kid that I think has a huge upside. And uh, if he can get some weight on him and continue to develop, um, the, the, the deflection is there. I think I, I agree with you. I think he has a chance. To, he could have a great game for Florida State on Saturday. Uh, I don't know if Verse is playing. We do not have the answer. I would love for Verse to play. I think it's important that he does. If he does not... We're asking a lot of guys to step up. You know, Tom, if you think about this game and the reason it's a scary game, and I talked about, again, not being able to affect the passer means this becomes a shootout. Again, you're not doomed to lose the game if you can't disrupt the mesh. You are doomed to play a game that looks remarkably like the game Clemson just played against Wake Forest. So that's where this would go. I don't want to play that game. I'd rather play a game where you get stops, where you're not going into double overtime where it doesn't hinge on a two-point conversion, where you have the opportunity to close it out in regulation by, say, more than the seven. That'd be great. But I fear it because, and I say fear, I worry about it because we are all banged up, and this ain't Boston College. Boston College got overwhelmed by our backups. Boston College was dead before it got started. They didn't want to be here. Look at their body language. They don't feel like playing football. They know their season is a wash. They don't have an offensive line that blocks even poor defensive lines. The starting quarterback, he wouldn't say this, but I wouldn't blame him, is a guy that knows he has an NFL future. If he can stay upright behind a sieve of an offensive line, he's not exactly going to hold on to the ball and take that big shot to gain seven yards in a game they're going to lose by 28. I mean, it's just... That's not happening at BC right now. So this team has a pulse, thinks it can win the ACC, just went toe-to-toe with Clemson, and has a quarterback that will throw for 400 yards on you if you don't get to him. 
receivers that make plays, an offense that's hard to prepare prepare for and is frustrating. And if we're – it just may be the first game. That's all I'm saying. It may be the first game where these absences have a big impact on our ability to disrupt the best part of the other team's game, which is, in this case, their passing attack. You know, it, it's – Fabian Lovett, Jared Verse, these guys, they're important. But let's not forget – some of the other guys that are giving it a go are also banged up. Amari and Cooper. Amari and Cooper, Malcolm Ray, other guys are all banged up. So I, I fear it will catch up to us in the way of uh, not being able to get to Hartman, not being able to uh, get him off his spot. And uh, if that happens, then, you know, I, I think we give up a lot of points. I think we would probably counter that and make this a lot of fun in the sense that it could be a tit-for-tat, whoever has the ball last type of game. Now, I know I said in my prediction <laughs> that I gave for the War Chant Report uh, something different, but over the last 24, 48 hours, we have found out that really the weather that Dave Clawson was very fearful of is not going to have virtually any impact on this football game. So it's not a wet and rainy game, doesn't seem to be. Doesn't look like it's going to be overly windy to affect the passing game. We might have a, a downright beautiful day for football. And that means both offenses are going to have a chance, I think, to light up these defenses, especially as it pertains to Florida State's defense being banged up. If you don't disrupt this mesh point, that kid's going to throw for a lot of yards. Yeah, and you've got to be on your P's and Q's at every level. You know, it, in watching it again and again, every year we get reacquainted with this thing. It's like playing Paul Johnson in Georgia Tech back in the day you see the stress that it puts on linebackers and safeties and different plays do different things. But Akeem Dent, and Jamie Robinson have to really understand when is the time to crash and when is the time to stay at home? Because a lot of the things that we run in practice, they run, it's just a longer version of it with the mesh. Yeah. You know, you see the basic RPOs. It's that an RPO offense. They ran for Tate Rodemaker or they ran for Jordan. And it's basic. If the safety crashes, you throw behind them. If the safety stays at home, you hand it off. It's the same thing. He's just waiting for a really, really long time. But if you can disrupt it up the middle a little bit, that forces him to make decisions quicker. And there yeah. are some games and there are some eras in Florida State football history in which if you see a three and out or a stop and you force a punt, you just kind of lightly maybe a fist bump around. a little, around. Dab, little yeah. dab, yeah. This is a downright swinging tiger fist yeah. pump and saying, all right, we Get got off the field. Right there. Every yeah. time you do, any time they kick it, a punt or a field goal, any time well, they kick it, it's a win. And when we talk about, success rate in drives and all the metrics that we bring up when we get into the analytics and we talk about how many times do you cash it in for points when you're inside the other team's 40. Um, you know, that was a stat that last year we struggled in, um, at least in terms of touchdowns and, and, and opportunities uh, for Jordan Travis uh, on passing downs when the field got short. You know, they were able to really stymie Florida State. That has not been the case this year. So when I look at this game, if you get the said stops that you're talking about, you've got to cash it in in the way of points. You got it. You got to make them pay for empty possessions. Really, both teams will be preaching that because I think both teams are a little nervous about what their defenses will or will not do. Now, the other part of that is, you know, we go into this game knowing full well that if it's a kicking contest, we're not going to win it. It's unlikely, based on the evidence before you, that we'll win a kicking battle. It's also unlikely that it is going to be a kicking battle, well, but I hear you. But even high-scoring games can become kicking battles because if you, you, you cannot, if we go down and stall at the 30 and miss said kick, and they go down and get stalled at the 25 and make said kick, 
And here you go. Yeah, one of the hidden plays of the game last week for Clemson's win is that B.T. Potter hit that 50-plus yarder. Yes, he did. And that's what puts Clemson in a position to win the football game. Yeah, and by the way, hits it with relative ease. Doesn't look shook in any way as he takes the field. That kick reminded me of? Yeah. You do. Yeah, down in Miami when we made the Mm -hmm. long field goal, Roberto Aguayo, to silence that crowd. I was in attendance for that game in the stands as a fan, and I remember thinking, man, that is trust. Roll that kid out. That environment was crazy that night. And that was a massive kick. And there he rolled out with, uh, you know, no fear at all. Made that kick easy. You could hear a pin drop. Those fans were shocked. I think they thought that the overwhelming uh, moment was upon that young man. It was loud. It was at night. It was all those things. But he, he stepped no up and drove. No doubt about it. No doubt. Right. Yeah. And we've seen guys like that here over the years. You know, that is the great thing about Florida State is overcoming those wide rights that are in uh, the lore of Florida State, you know, football. But at the same time, on the heels of that, many moons later, we just racked up the number of elite kickers back to back to back to the point where you look around the league and you see guys all the time. I found it interesting, too, that Godot's still out here making field goals. Coach Norvell, after yesterday's practice, was ornery, and I like that because – that is what you need to be on the heels of this three-game stretch. Don't take anything for granted. Not a day. Not a rep. Because you, you have all you've done is set the table for yourself. Now it's time to eat over these next three weeks. Win at least two of these, and you're in a, you're in a different conversation. But you can't win. We talked about it yesterday. You can't win two of them, probably, without getting this one right here, right now. And that group is tired across from you. For the guys that are healthy for us, they only play two and a half quarters against Boston College. These are huge, huge deals. The games here, rest mentally and physically, is on our side. Make it count. Because if you do, then the following two weeks become oh, man. really fun. Well, it ratchets up all of the, uh, the the nerves in a good way. You know, Then you become uh, not only a larger talking point in the world of college football for yet another week, which is just fun. It's good for recruiting, let's be honest. But the other part of that is is that you now are in a position to do something that really none of us thought was likely to happen before the start of the year. I mean, I, I you could have been an eternal optimist and thought that maybe nine wins were possible. That's fine. You still didn't believe that would be good enough to win the Atlantic play for the no. ACC title. No, and I wouldn't have said – I mean, if you told me the injury list that Florida State is looking at on October the 1st before the season started, I would have moved it down to seven or eight. Easy. You know, that's the amazing thing about mm-hmm. what this team has done. If you said, yeah, if I said verse, this injury, love this injury, it, yeah. Jordan for a half on the road against Louisville, the whole second half, he's not going to play. And then Omarion's not 100%. And you're going to be trailing as he comes into the game, and you're going to win it. You lose Bless Harris for the year. You know, you lose Lyles for the year. And at left tackle, Robert Scott goes down against Louisville. You don't have him for the next week against Boston College, mm-hmm. and we'll see how much longer after that. I would have said oh, nine and three is just too much. They they can't do that. They might still be in a position to do that, and they will be in a, in a real good position to win nine games if they win on Saturday. Makes me nervous. Let me ask you this because I took obviously I gave the redemption Thursday picks. I'll recap them here in a second. But when I did that, uh, Tom, I I did take Wake Forest plus seven. Um, and again, I hope I lose. It would mean that we're winning by more than one score. Okay, I'll take that kind of day at the office. Uh, quick question for you. If this game were on a neutral field, would you take us? Maybe because of what Clemson is coming off of. But let's just say it was like opponents the week you before. What did I say, Clemson? Yeah, it's all right. I keep doing that. It's all right. Get it together. 
Um, Clemson's on the mind. Yeah, it is. You want a you piece can, of Clemson? I, I know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's opportunity well, here. It might be. But let's just say that you know Wake was coming off of an opponent akin to BC, and it was on a neutral side. I would take Wake at this point with our injury situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. But on a on a neutral field, if the schedules were the same, everything's up exactly to the, as it is right now. I'd take us still. There's something extra. There's a little sandpaper to us right now that would I you, love. Would you take us at Wake? If it's not a nooner, yes. If it was a nooner, no. Something about that sleepy nooner up there. I hate the damn sleepy nooner. Clemson did for about two good hours. The there. funny thing about the sleepy nooner. When we play at Wake or you play at BC at noon or you play any of these sorry-ass venues that nobody cares about the football game. And I certainly would this week because you'd have the rain. You'd have the rainstorm up there. Right, right, right. In a lot of ways, we're saving Dave Clawson's life. So what I would tell you is that uh, it's not just that you have to provide your own intensity, atmosphere, focus in these sleepy nooners because there are people sitting on their hands drinking wine, talking about Beth's knitting group. I it's not just that. It's that we need that shirt, please. <laughs> Proud member, you know, Beth's or knitting group, yeah. Founding member, yeah. Beth's knitting group. So it's not just that. It's also that I can't explain it, you can't put your finger on it, neither of us can, but we know it exists. It's the old Supreme Court line about, I can't define porn, but I know it is when I see it. All right, well, the feeling you get and when the game kicks off for a sleepy nooner is that of extreme apprehension. You just don't believe it. You don't believe things are going to go well for you. Think about that game last year. Wasn't that a nooner? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And all I remember was thinking, ah, I always do. I always, I'm when those games and those sleepy Venues mm-hmm. in the ACC, you're like, man. Yeah, it was definitely a nooner. Yeah, you yeah. know what you feel like? Remember when uh, we played Syracuse Up in there? basketball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they and showed. And our guys were yawning. The guys were yawning. The guys were yawning. Dwayne Bacon and others yeah. were just like, oh, all right, let's yeah. get through it. You're, you're, like, like, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not good. We're going to score 11 points this half, and I think Drink we might have. coffee, everybody. <laughs> what is going on around here? It's yeah. like the Syracuse nightlife is crazy. But it's funny because sometimes we think that because we're probably tired from the Friday night before. <laughs> It's a road game weekend, Tom. Sleepy nooner the next day. A lot of times we may have had a good time on a Friday. So we're all kind of like, oh, about to ready to kick it off here. Some of you may be having that third cup of coffee at kickoff. It almost projects onto your team. It feels like it projects onto your team. Like, guys, I mean, you find out midway through the first quarter, somebody in Tallahassee, somebody rooting for Florida State is in front of a set somewhere yelling, would you guys wake the blank up? That always happens. Usually you. It might be me. Yeah. It might be me. And my wife is going, it's 1230. Go, take the kids, leave. I'm going to yell at this TV. Ooh, we just got a window into the (laughs) the Florida room. I see it. (laughs) It's an emotional game. What do you want from me? They need to wake up. It's true. We all end up that way. You're like, wake up. Sorry. Maybe we should wear, tribe about sleepy nooners. Maybe we should wear the black uniforms and the no, no. helmets. Maybe that'll wake us up. What do you think about that? Would you do it? No. Yeah, of course not. God, no. Just trolling. I want regular, classic, all-time great 
home uniform. How fired Saturday. up would you be if they wear the practice uniform on Saturday? Ooh, if they said be. we're going with the practice oh, garments. Oh, buddy, I love the practice garments. I love the practice uniforms. They're just gorgeous. It could be a permanent uniform. I'd be pretty all right with that. But then again, it's just Alabama's uniform is what it is, basically. And then the graphic on social media says, just practice for NC State. So we're going with the practice garments. Take that, Dave Clawson. <laughs> the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply short segment here before we solve for the future with our friends from isf Shout out to Florida State's own, I wish you well, Vincent Norman, making his PGA Tour debut this week. Not off to a good start. He's uh, plus three through 14, tied for 102nd. It's early. It's early, Tom. Can you imagine how nervous you'd be on the tee box for your first ever PGA Tour event? At least in this instance, he knows he has his card, and it's yeah. not a sponsor's exemption. Right, I right. think I'd be more nervous if it's like, this is my chance. The folks at Nike have taken care of me. I've got to make it. Yeah. Got to make good. Yeah. No, I would be extremely nervous, yeah. But he, um, it's early. It's early. I would, as an aside, mention that golf is very hard. If you want evidence of that, see one-time major winner Jason Duffner out here rolling around at plus five on a slappy course. My man is just routinely terrible these days, and he was once really good at golf. It's just awful. But Tiger slept with his wife, and, you know, next thing you know. That was the rumor. I was going to hit the Ric Flair because of a Super Chat contribution, but that would also oddly tie with <laughs> Tiger Woods. So I'm creating a gap now to... Woo! There you go. Let's get to that Super Chat contribution. Uh, I didn't see it, so I did not read it. I failed the individual. It's a Florida man in Texas. There he is. And that's a quick... Whoever negotiated our schedule deserves a raise and needs to keep it up. Yeah, the schedule has worked out. We've survived the, the start here, and it's going to be um, – I, I, you know, I sense it. I feel like maybe I'm doing this for my own purposes, but I think it is maybe because I'm protecting the fan base a little. I feel fatherly today. I'm trying to, to hint a little bit that the passing offenses we're about to face in succession – are unlike the offenses we have faced up to this point. Now, I will throw a caveat in there. NC State has a very good quarterback in Leary who's doing a whole lot of checking down and throwing to the running backs for whatever reason. I don't know what is going on at NC State with that offense, but it does not resemble the offense we saw a year ago in which he threw 35 touchdowns and five picks and was as efficient a passer as it was in the country. They're, they're not doing that. When you watch NC State now, they're kind of annoying. Like, their offense would piss you off. You'd be like, what? 
Are we going to throw the backs all day? That's what we're doing here. Marcus Mariota, we're just going to go ahead and check down. It would really, really get old. But they have very good defense, a very good defense, and he is a capable quarterback. I just don't know why they're calling games that way. But DJ's playing better this year for Clemson, and they do throw the ball down the field and make plays with good receivers. And obviously the team we play tomorrow uh, or Saturday is a, is a – It does feel like a Friday, It feels like it should though. be a Friday, I yeah. know. But, but um, obviously we know Hartman can throw the ball down the field, and they do a lot. So just buckle up a little bit here. This team is worthy of our love and praise and passion and excitement and enthusiasm and belief, but they are about to be tested in a way they haven't been. You passed a a really tough challenge already. That was that you were facing the two most mobile quarterbacks in the country who are fully capable, well, two of the three most mobile quarterbacks in the country. Um. And you've done a good job. By the way, you're going to face another one, and if he's healthy at the end of the year, that, that's going to be a problem as well. So point is, you passed that test, and you deserve kudos for that, that this is going to be a different kind of test over the next three weeks. And I doubt we come out of this unscathed is all I'm saying. And, you know, I think it's it's vitally important. I'm going to be more nervous, oddly, on Saturday than I thought I would be before the season because I think you got to get this one, Tom. I think you got to get this one to go where we want to go. Right, to not let it slide away from you, yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's one good nugget from practice that will maybe allay some concerns, even if it's just for a little bit. It gets you into Friday before those same concerns rise back to the surface. Mm-hmm. The defensive backs have had a really nice week of practice, two days that we saw, in terms of their compete level and their physicality. That's the thing that I took away from Tuesday, good. and apparently it was the same conclusion on Wednesday, which is in, in those one-on-ones, the seven-on-seven drills, um, you just saw a different level of snarl attacking the ball, going after the point of the catch in a way that early on at camp and in the last couple of weeks of practice, you didn't see it at quite that same intensity. So I think they know. I think what they saw on film says, oh, we better buck up. This is the week to do so. Yeah, take and- your chances there. Uh, you're going to get called for an inordinate number of interferences anyhow, but I'd be physical. But getting downhill on the play, getting oh, yeah. downhill on the football, mm-hmm. that's going to matter too. Clemson did a good job of that early on in the football game when Hartman was just taking dink and dunks, and they're very good at shedding and, and tackling and being physical. The down-the-field stuff and trail was the problem, but you just saw that this game has very much grabbed the attention of the defensive backcourt, which is good. That's good uh, to see. It, it has to. It has to. Um, it's it's a scary game because, again, if you can't disrupt the mesh, he's going to have time, and unlike some of these other quarterbacks we've faced, he's going to throw it accurately to open receivers. He's not going to miss those guys routinely the way that you saw LSU miss on some opportunities several times. And I do think that in the second half, there's no doubt Cunningham was exhausted from all of his running. He missed a f- several wide-open guys, and he threw a pick high because he was tired. Well, this won't be the case for Hartman. Correct. The other thing, though, I, I'm more worried about the throws over the middle than I am the throws yeah. on the perimeter because he will miss those throws or underthrow them. Clemson bails them out because they're in poor te- poor position, poor technique at the line of scrimmage, things like that. But I, I hit a button by mistake. Sorry, so it distracted me. I'm more worried about those throws underneath because even though they were uh, they're scoring a, a decent clip in the second quarter, Wake Forest is to make that game respectable, and then they make their push right in the third quarter. Some easy throws to the perimeter. I'm looking at Hartman and saying, what the hell's wrong with you? 
So if you're in better position over the middle of the field, taking away between the hash marks, which he's just so comfortable, the dynamics of oh, him yeah, in the pocket yeah. mm-hmm. are crazy. He knows the timing. He knows if he needs to slide a foot to his left, a foot to his right. Well, you know, that comes when you play in the same offense for 10 years. It does. At some point, it, you know, it clicks for you. But if you take away those easy throws over the middle of the field, he then it's almost like uh, disrupting the interior of the pocket for Drew Brees. Now everything is harder for him. Sure, because he's got a pop gun arm and he's 5'11". But that means safety coverage, slot coverage, and linebacker coverage has to be on point. And that's where we're improved, but the question is this weekend, how much are we improving? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, th- we'll my, test That's it. my point. We're going to find out exactly where we're at. And I suspect that we're average at best defensively, with, especially without some of our key players up front and that you if you're average wake will take advantage of that clemson's above average up front and they took advantage of them so i do think they'll have success taking advantage of this front if we're not if verse doesn't play if we're if we're down some guys but this is where i think we're a little bit different than clemson if if adam fuller decides that two safeties over the top is the correct play and not one and we'll see you could he could go either way with that Akeem Dent has been really good at forcing receivers to shorten up their arms. Oh, yeah. Going back to yeah. the Miami game last year, guys thought twice about things. It happened to Booty in against LSU. We've got a coverage bust late in that game, yeah. and he's wide open for three seconds. Daniels doesn't find him. By the time he, he does, he Akeem lights him up. He Get drops the ball. Some. The safeties, if they get downhill, could enforce things and make things tougher on the receivers as well. We're pretty tough at that position. ISF helps state governments solve the future through strategy, process, and technology. Next, they'll help us solve for the future. FSU Football Talk, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Redemption Thursday. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Those picks, we're about to go to uh, ISF, my friends, uh, my partners at ISF, who uh, I adore and who do great work for state government and others. So I'll tell you about them in a moment, but real quick, rapid fire. I forgot to do this twice now. I've got Navy Air Force over 37 and a half, Illinois plus seven against Wisconsin, Texas Tech plus seven and a half against K-State, Army minus seven and a half against Georgia State, Arkansas plus 17 and a half against Alabama. Shop around, man. I don't think you can get 17 and a half anymore, but I did. Wake Forest plus seven against FSU. LSU minus eight against Auburn. Gonna bet against Auburn every week that I can. West Virginia plus nine and a half against Texas. Duke minus two and a half against Virginia. And Kentucky plus seven against Ole Miss. And if folks, you went uh, brain dead while he was doing that. <laughs> the Army game with the Navy over, which was Whoa! It's a lot of times with the service academies, but if you've got an all-service academy over-under play Mm -hmm. to lead off, Mm -hmm. that's one folks take notice of. Navy Air Force, the number's 37 and a half. I need to look at... I don't always... You know, obviously these games are games that... Some of them I I do indeed bet. Others I I leave alone. Um, But I wanted to look and see what I sent to my bookie. Yeah, okay, I did bet both those, Tom. Yeah, those are... You you are right. (laughs) There you go, Marcus. Finally, you got something that's actually on the card. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm a, that's all. That is on the card. I need that to to happen. Needed to come through. 
Uh, hopefully, hopefully it does. I mentioned ISF a moment ago. Uh, ISF helps state governments solve the future through strategy, process, technology. They believe the uh, order of these three components is key. Your strategy sets the bar for long-term focus and priorities. Those priorities determine the process needed to accomplish each step along the way. Here's the thing. They work collaboratively with you. They're not just going to come in there and tell you what to do. They want to hear your ideas. They know you've got good ideas. You just want to streamline the technology and make it easier to accomplish those goals and effectively go through those processes. So that's ISF doing that with you. We do that every week on the show. Usually we throw it out there to our partners here on the Jeff Cameron Show, much the way ISF does that. And uh, I'm kind of curious, Tom, uh, a direction we could go. How do we stymie Wake Forest's offense? Tom and I were talking about this. I think there could be three ways where we keep this number down, where we're not talking about two teams in the 40s. Maybe just talking about one team in the 40s. One of those has nothing to do with the defense. So I want you to vote. Lean heavy on the run game. Methodical drives. Dink and dunk. Possess the football offensively. That's all option one? That's all option one. Possess the football. Dominate through a physical running game. Keep Wake off the field in the belief that you're not going to stop them if they are on the field. Not not enough, anyhow. Too high shell that Tom talked about. Let's go ahead and entertain the idea. You love too high safeties, help out your corners. You're playing that shell. Now that can affect you in other ways, as we well know. Or do you do the opposite? You leave one safety, you bring another down, and you put pressure. You go ahead and speed up the mesh, get it the ball out of his hand, take risks, put your corners on an island, the way you did against LSU, and say, look, I get it. Your passing attack's great. We don't believe that if we're soft that we can effectively stop you from scoring because your quarterback is a veteran, your receivers are also really good at finding the open spot in the zone, and they will sit down, and our guys aren't great in that, and they will give up plays. We're not great in coverage over the middle of the field. This could be a problem. Pressure them. All in. Get after it. Sit back. Keep it in front of you. Hope to win a red zone battle. Or possess the hell out of the football, run it down their throat, and keep the possessions to a minimum. Which one you like, kids? It's one of those three. Fire away on the chat. I'm kind of curious, and I mean that sincerely, what this fan base is thinking today as we sit here on a Thursday before a very important game Saturday. One of the interesting things is if you play a too high shell, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're running zone. Correct. Because we would play one high and leave in a linebacker to spy. And and sometimes it was a spy and sometimes it was, you know, you're covering the back and if the back stays in, you become a spy. You know, things like that. You could run too high and play man because Hartman is not a threat to run like the two previous quarterbacks we've had to scheme against. You could also initially pressure and say prove it we think we're going to give up 28 to 35 points anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you score a couple of quicks uh, on us because we're too aggressive, then we can adjust off of that. It's almost like sitting on the fastball and adjusting down to you know, the off-speed pitch, something like that for a batter in the, in the box. So I think you can try multiple things on defense, see what works best. The one thing I don't know that's going to be available to us is the ability to run the football. If Wake Forest has the same game plan that they did against Clemson, they're going to attack the running game and force – the passing game Good, to go make plays. please, by all means, that's fine. Because but that Jordan, might take it out of our hands for a ball control. Without question. They could choose to speed up the game and make this a you know, tit-for-tat possession shootout. They could. And if they do that, then they are dictating terms by formation. But that's fine. We're, we weren't equipped to attack that a year ago. Now we'll kill you. 
If you do that, that's just dumb. We're going to score a lot of points, and Jordan's going to amass a ton of yards. And I mean, this will be another receiver festival. We'll have a good time. What's fun is we've taken all of these approaches at different times, all of these three options. Yeah. Because if you consider the LSU flow of the game, not the fourth quarter craziness, but the flow of that game, we choked the life out of the football. I mean, mm, yeah. we possessed the hell out of that thing. Because we could. You know, a lot of times that's, like, you know, it's not possible. There's also um, a lot of third-down conversions. A lot but yeah. of third-down conversions, yeah. I, I really am excited as hell to, uh, <laughs> Ryan says, run 39 plays, win 14-9. to nine. <laughs> A little Jimbo Fisher action. <laughs> uh, I, I'm of the opinion, guys, oddly enough, I, I really think if Wake doesn't line up with the intent to take away the run, meaning they're just not even going to play you honest. They're not no pretense of playing you honest. They, they are going to take it away. Um, that That's fine. Sling it around the field and have a great day because your quarterback's good. Your receivers have proven they'll make the catch. You're going to have a lot of one-on-ones, and we'll win those one-on-ones, which we couldn't a year ago. That's a good time. Defensively, Tom, I really do think that you have to get after him. I don't want to sit back. I don't think that's the play. I think you dial it up and you get crazy and you get after him because I don't – I hate when we're passive. We were really passive against Louisville because we were so worried about him. We did the mush rush, and I, I thought that really hurt us in the run game. I thought that yeah, we yeah. stood up too frequently. We weren't as violent at the point of attack. We didn't get our pad levels where they needed to be, and that really cost us in the run game. I think it had a deleterious effect uh, with the game plan. I, I think you're better off being aggressive here, understanding that that's going to lead to some big plays in all likelihood, for Wake Forest. But knowing that you're not going to stop them or 100% of the time, that's okay, and that you can score, you can withstand that. Yeah, um, that's, that's, a great, that's a great point, that when you're trying to play complementary football, if you feel very good about your offense's chance yeah. to rack up 500 yards and 30-plus points, then you're not as desperate when you're devising a defensive game plan. If we give up some things, it's okay. It's Jimbo slapping the butt of Mark Stoops Yeah, let it ride, Clemson. baby. Let it ride. I got something for him. Yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure it out, Mark. So We're Tom, running out of time. Tom's talking about the EJ Manuel game against Clemson at night here at Doe Campbell. 2012. And they were throwing the kitchen sink at us. They had a lot of trick plays. They did a lot of crazy things. They were scoring at will. And we both noticed, and he brought it up, and it was a great point. Jimbo walked over and smacked Mark Stoops on the ass as if to say, don't worry about it, I got you. Because he knew something. He knew that he had a little something going that night. Remember, uh, that was pretty funny. They did Kelvin Benjamin reverse and all that stuff. That was mm -hmm. a, a wrong player to run that. But anyhow. Yeah, also um, ran that first game against Pitt Yeah. next year. Yeah, so, so the point would be he had a real good sense that they were going to light up the scoreboard that night. It's a different mentality when you go into a game thinking, oh, man, I don't think we can do that. I, th I think th we're going to struggle to score, so let's suck the life out of the game. And, guys, I need you to keep everything in front of you and hold them to field goals when they get in the red zone. It's a different mentality completely. I really do think, though, that in truth, this game will be won in the red zone. So many games are. That's not any great insight. But this one in particular, because I don't believe the defenses are getting stops routinely here, you're going to have to bog it down and let and try to get them to kick a few field goals. Now, the problem is they're going to try to do the same, and you know our guy won't make those field goals. So If they play zone, though, I think they're worse at it than we are, which is a good thing. So we'll see how Wake plays it, and I think that's why they might be more aggressive. But here's the interesting thing, too. If you look at our offense against Clemson's offense, just from a scheme standpoint, we do more misdirection in our base. So even the runs. So they could come, you know, mm -hmm. with five players, six players at the line of scrimmage, 
and try and get downhill and make a play against the run. But based upon the way we like to run the football, if they are too aggressive and they get out of their gaps, you may do what uh, Shipley did on the first play from scrimmage, which was you bust a big one for 50-plus yards. What was interesting, though, in looking at the numbers from the Wake-Clemson game was after that Shipley run, take away sack yardage, so it's just right, true right, carries. Right. Mm-hmm. 42 carries for a buck 35 for Clemson. Three and a half yards a clip? Against what should be a garbage run defense, I found that interesting that Wake was able to but do they, that. But they also, but it was a choice they that they made. made. A choice, right? And they lost a game in which they gave up over fifty points. It's just, it's one of those things where you're like, man, I'm just glad we're equipped to do it. You know, whatever they choose, pick your option. And you feel good about the quarterback's decision making to get oh, you into that play. That's the whole point. That's the whole thing. Or the option post. It really is everything. I mean, I. Uh, I'm giving respect to Wake in the sense that I think they, they have a really tough offense to to prepare for, and if we can't, again, because of injury especially, disrupt this offense, Hartman will make plays. But this whole time I have certainly pointed out that it's not a lost cause if they make some plays against you because you got a quarterback that you trust to play really well. Florida State's good on offense, just period. They're good on offense. Now, Again, you're going to face some better defenses soon, and you know, it may not be as efficient. But right now, man, that kid just makes all the right decisions. He's accurate, keeps his eyes down the field. He's an awful lot of fun to watch play the game. Another guy yesterday, and, and this is subtle. Maybe I'm seeing things, but I don't think I am because I've seen Jordan Travis interviews before. He was a little ornery yesterday, too. Jordan About was. what? I just I think he's locked in. You know, you know remember we saw – in a couple of instances this season, one of which was just before he got hurt against Louisville. Like angry Jordan Travis? You saw yeah, it you saw yeah. it against LSU when he got hit in the face. When he got hit in the face on the dime that he threw to Pokey. Yeah, that's right. There was angry energy, but focused and intense Jordan Travis. And that was the we noted that. That was the first we've seen of that guy, which is nice. You want a fiery competitor because he's much more subdued away from the game. And then you saw it against Louisville when he he was like barrel rolled mm-hmm. on one throw to mm-hmm. the sideline. Yeah. This week he was a little testy, just Good. a little testy. I love it. I love it. You want to see guys dialed in and pissed off, chip on their shoulders. Lord knows his whole roster has one on on their shoulders. If they've been here for four years or they've come here out of the transfer portal, you have a reason. This is one of those games to do the same thing you did to Boston College, which is show up and want to run through somebody. That's what I like about this team so far is they've got that kind of identity. Well, they're nasty, and it could be great energy again. This may be better attended than we thought because originally we were really concerned that nobody would be at this game because of the weather situation and the storm that's happened. Obviously, we're all mindful of that. But we'll see. I mean, now now we're talking about what looks like a really nice day. And again, uh, people love this team. They really love this team. They're they're an easy team to support. It it can very well be that this team just has game-to-game a whole lot of what for. And you have to account for a whole bunch of that because they do have heart. They are tough. They have overcome injuries. Quarterback's a lot better. Depth at running back. Talent at wide receiver. Wine is at the very least average. Okay. And they're mean. To your point, they're, they're a little bit mean. Uh, our thanks to ISF to help solve for the future. Uh, ISF doesn't tell you what to do or they tell you, you know, Here's the deal. Here's how we can help you Here for your strategies. Technologically speaking, you're behind the times. we got to get you caught up, make this a whole lot easier. Let's streamline this process. These are attainable goals if we figure out and modernize process design, give you clear, recognizable recommendations for this. They do that within your company, state government. We know you have big goals. You want to achieve that. ISF is there to help you collaboratively. ISF, learn more, ISF. 
Radio.com. It's Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Wrapping it up on the Jeff Cameron Show. How did that happen? It's like we just started talking, friend. And yet it feels like it should be a uh, Friday before a home game. Well, because we want it to be. We're antsy. We're excited about the game. We're pumped about what's at stake, what we think is on the line, what can happen. Hotel Indigo, Saturday. I keep wanting to say tomorrow, to your point. Saturday, 1230. Doors open, Tom says, at 1130, I believe. That's correct. Uh, if you guys want to start the uh, the tailgate, by all means. Have a good time. Um, Tomorrow night, 5.30 p.m. at the CP. At the CP. That's the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Appalachian Parkway. Myself, Corey Clark. Tom will be there as well. We'll all be hanging out, having a good time with a little happy hour action at the CP. Warchan happy hour at 5.30. Guys, the deal is coming to an end. You have thought about it. Maybe you're waffling. You're not sure. It's a dollar. Stop procrastinating. We're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of procrastination all the time. Sit down. Take five minutes out of your day. Sign up for $1 for one year. You're going to wish you had when this deal gets yanked because it's about to be, right? So that's where we're at. Probables, Tallulah. Talk about uh, my friends there in just a moment. If you will, fire it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably? Kansas City's getting beat 5 to nothing today in the fifth inning. The uh, Tigers are the ones delivering the beating. Eduardo Rodriguez. Jonathan Heasley. White Sox twins tied at two. That's Lucas Giolito and uh, Louis Varland. Baltimore Boston tied at two. Mike Bauman, Nathan Avaldi. They're in the fourth. Phillies Cubs, top of the second. Cubs lead one nothing. Ranger Suarez, Javier Assad. That's a really big game. Yes, it is. That race is tight. Oh, he doesn't believe in Ranger Suarez. Rays Guardians, Jeffrey Springs, Cal Quantrill, Marlins Brewers, Braxton Garrett, Eric Lauer, A's Angels, Cole Irvin, Shohei Atani, Dodgers Padres, Bruce Dar, Gratterall? Gratterall, yeah. yeah. Gratterall? I, I hate the Dodgers, I never watch them. Padres are TBD. Rangers Mariners, John Gray, Marco Gonzalez, finally Rockies Giants, Ryan Feltner, and Carlos Rodon. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. What do we got? What do we got? A couple minutes here? Good. I want to talk about Tallulah. I want to say thank you to them for partnering with the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsoring this here segment. And I want you to know that they have a ton of uh, cool things in their shop. When you go in, they've got several shops. There's there's one over there, Market Street, that I go in there and, and, and hang out in and get to know the folks. Haven't done the one over there by railroad yet to do the floating pod. One of these days, maybe the bye week, I'll, I'll get oh, in Oh, that's a great yeah, idea. Well. Um, you could host a show on Warchant TV from the pod. Floating from the pod would yeah. be good. But it's not just that they have uh, products uh, with Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10, and all the stuff that people like to make them feel pretty good, pretty good maybe on a weekend. But they also have all of the other things that help stress relief, a lot of different CBD products, natural pain management, things that help you sleep as well. People, I hear you nodding. Yeah, I know. It'll help you sleep, Jeff. That's right. Tell them. But uh, go on in there and check it out for yourself. You learn a lot. I'm in the process of learning a lot. And each time I do, from one of their experts in the Tulula stores, I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring that to the table tomorrow. Yeah, sure. They're funny. They're like, why don't you try this? Try this. My wife thinks I've found a new drug pusher or something. They're like, look, you're coming home with bags of stuff. I'm like, I am. 
It's not all drugs, hon. There's more to Tallulah than that. <laughs> and besides, we've legitimized the drug store. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. This does not destroy go, the lining of my liver yeah, or my stomach. You want to go to war for Pfizer? Fine. I'm going to war for nature. These are plant extracts. Oh, I like that. You like that? That's the new commercial. There it is. Piece that together, everybody. Does this feel good? Does this feel like a winner? It feels like a piece of paper. Does it I feel imagine. like a winner? It's my picks, man. You feel good about it today? I really uh, want service academies. I'm going to do the service academies, and then I'm going to do what better should not do. I'm going to parlay that on top of the single bets. A little parlay action, huh? Mm-hmm. Because I believe in America. <laughs> and there's nothing more American than a good parlay. That's right. Yeah. Service academy over, then the old army. I love it. Yeah, then then you get together on a Sunday and you decide it's time for a three-team six-point teaser pleaser. Oh. I've been getting worked by these teasers. Nothing. Like, I'm done by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The 1 o'clock kick happens. The team that I've teased up to 7.5 is down 24 to nothing. All right, here we go. Great. Grand opening? Grand closing. Just breaks my heart. By the time Terry's reading the highlights at half. Like, what, what happened here? Seems the Texans are up by three touchdowns over the Colts somehow. Great. Davis Mills, 30-yarder. <laughs> That's the third one of the day. I just get up. Texans up 21-3. Uh, like, what is – it's the Texans. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Libations Friday. Woo!